Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. It is Friday, the 18th of February. Uh, we had a snow day today. It's blizzarding out. It's not crazy cold. It's one degree. It's not cold. It's only one. We're above zero. We're feeling good. Uh, we didn't get a lot of snow, but it's blowing like a mofo right now. I called off school. It is just the kids. They're excited. to do a three-day weekend. Um, but, 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 but this is mostly an MMA podcast. I talk about MMA quite a bit. Uh, we get into the MMA minute and I break down UFC Fight Night 201, Johnny Walker versus Jamil, Jamal Hill. Uh, good little free fight card for the weekend. Bellator, my buddy Logan Storley. Not my buddy. <laughs> I fought him my first amateur fight, his first fight, and he is at the top of the food chain right now in Bellator. So every single fight he has from here on out is a tough one. And it'd be cool to see him in the UFC someday. But if Bellator's paying him money and he might stick around, who knows? Shout outs, Combat Cardio Club here in Grand Forks. Huge shout out to my boy Vic and the guys at Combat Cardio Club. Get in there, do some boxing, do some combat cardio. <laughs> and wrestle, grapple. We got it all, man. MMA-based gym. Uh, people in there to learn boxing, people in there just to get into shape, and actual fighters coming in to train for fights. So, great place to be, great atmosphere, great people. Can't say enough about my boy Vic and Combat Cardio Club. Also, another gym in town, Progressive Martial Arts, offers a lot of the same stuff. Probably a little less striking, less boxing, but they do have kickboxing classes and all the jazz. But they got the jujitsu, no gi, gi. Ken is a new black belt, and he is awesome. Awesome. Get in there and talk to him. If you guys have a chance to train jujitsu with a black belt, uh, you got to do it. If you don't have anybody else in town, you know, I mean, that's the thing is there's really nobody else. So there's not like a the market's not cornered. I know Ken and them are doing amazing at PMA right now. I see pictures of his mats are filled. So happy for those guys. You know what I mean? And I always said that back in the day. I'm like, why do we not have more people? You think everybody and their mom would want to do jujitsu and everybody wants to be a fighter. But it is what it is, man. PMA, Progressive Martial Arts. Check them out. Uh, 22 a day outdoors, my buddy Mike uh, is taking veterans out fishing for free and he's becoming a guide so he can be have his own guide service where uh, he pay, people pay him to take him for him to take them out fishing and guiding and also he'll take veterans out for free. Nothing better than that, man. That dude's, that dude's fucking awesome. I love my boy Mike. Uh, I think that is it, you guys. That is it. Here is the podcast, you guys. 146, 146 podcasts and we're and I talk too fast. Love you guys. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up, hey, everybody? What is going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? What up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the Dave Cast. Welcome back to Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Man, I cannot get a point across to save my life today, you guys. I'm getting emotional. Stop getting emotional, Dave. Listen to me, you guys. I'm out of control. So, welcome to the Dave Cast. I'm going to be your host, Dave Helmbrett. This was the first podcast. I hope you guys liked it. I love you guys, and thank you so much. Love you guys. Me. Later. Hey, hey, you guys, this podcast is going to be a little tough because I got gauze in my mouth because my my jaw got infected real bad. And they went in there and they had to take out, they take out a lot of the, t- the tissue that was infected. And then some of the bone got infected. They scraped off some of the bone and stuff. And it's rather painful, you know. So I'm just going to make this podcast pretty short and sweet, you know. It's always sweet, but it's never that short. But today, we're going to do the best we can. The pain, the pain's pretty bad, you know? It's pretty rough, but we'll get through it here. 
Let me take let me take your gauze out. Oh, so bloody and slimy. Ugh, okay. Feel a little better now. <sighs> What's up, you guys? Welcome back to my podcast. It is Friday, Friday, Friday. That means it's the weekend for some of you guys. If you're a bum like me, you're on disability because you got problems. Uh, you, uh, every day is Saturday for me. Every day. I'm just kidding. Um, some days I got to pick kids up from school, take kids to school, this and that. But not today. It's a snow day. Holy shit, man. I was sitting here thinking, at Grand Forks, they don't really call off school very often. And last night, before it even started to blizzard, uh, they it was already two hours late before we, we went to bed or whatever. Uh, I stayed up kind of late last night playing Apex with Carter and his friend. And... They are just a trip. They're not very good at Apex, but we have fun. I have fun playing with them. I'd rather play with people I know, especially my son, and not, you know, and not do good than play with guys that are good that aren't cool. I don't fucking know what I'm getting at. But I was sitting here thinking, like, back in the day, okay, from Millbank, South Dakota, it was like other schools all around us, I felt like, would be calling off school, and then we would be maybe an hour or two late, or not at all. And then it's like, did other schools think the same thing, though? If you were, like, from Arlington, South Dakota, you were like, all these other fucking towns are off. Arlington's not ever actually very close. Uh, but maybe a lot of it had to do with snow plows and clearance, right, over the rural routes. Rural routes. That was our address back in the day. Rural route, rural route 3, box 26A was our rural route number. was our address. Then it changed. We got actually got a street number, 475. I'm not going to throw that out there, dude. You guys will track my old man down and hound him. And he'll be like, what's it like being Dave Helmbrecht's son? And he'll be like, I'm Dave Helmbrecht. He's like, I'm Dave Helmbrecht too, you know. And they're like, well, you're not the famous Dave Helmbrecht. You're the Dave Cast guy. That's what they'll say. You know the Dave Cast guy? And he'll be like, well, does my son does that internet. What does he call it? He does. He does. He, I think he called it my radio show or something. My online radio show. Of me rambling and talking about bullshit. Alright, let's get into it. Today, you guys know, Friday is going to be... It's going to end with the UFC stuff. Or UFC and Bellator talk. MMA. The MMA Minute will be at the end. Huge shout out to my boy Brandon, dude. He does that MMA Minute thing for me. And I love it. I still do. Maybe we could change it up. And I don't know if it's the MMA Minute anymore. But I'm down to keep it the MMA Minute. So... When you, I'll let you guys know. Fuck <laughs> it, dude. You'll know. If you don't want to hear about the MMA shit, you can check out, cut it off. Go on your merry way. Go listen to Joe Rogan, all right? Because he's fucking the greatest. Fuck Joe Rogan. We'll get into a little bit of Joe Rogan here. Or we can get into it right away, right? I was like, so we've been talking about that. I'm not going to bring up the, the his N-word video and all that crazy stuff. Um, he got some cool recognition in the pre-fight stuff. I think I talked about that on Monday's podcast. So, but some of the, you know, fighters, Israel Asanya, he says, that's my ninja. And it was like, what? Everybody's, you know what I mean? It's just, everybody knows what's happening with Joe. But something I've noticed with him lately is that he'll be like, tend to like start crying a lot. And I don't remember him doing that as much. He did it every once in a while, but I feel like he's doing it more. And I feel like all these people that are labeling like the, this macho, uh, alt-right guy is what the left likes to label him that you know he's showing a sensitive side and this and that and I 
I have nothing against it. It's just something I've noticed lately. And uh, I've cried on this podcast. I've gotten emotional on here too. So Ugh, I don't know. Crazy shit. That's what I was bringing up about Joe or whatever. But there, I just got a blank, blank mind. And I have notes. See, it doesn't matter. Do I even need them? I do. Uh, Valentine's Day, you guys. I got a funny story. Did I tell it on Mondays? Oh, no. Maybe. I don't think I did. Actually, I think I did. I bought Robin flowers. And I never buy her anything. We never really buy each other anything for Valentine's Day. And we're both usually cool with it. But it's like, I think women lie about that shit. They're like, we don't have to get each other anything. Wink, wink. So I was, you know, I got her these. Uh, I saw these pink and yellow daisies. And she likes daisies and sunflowers and stuff. But she likes daisies. And I got them. And I had this little stuffed monkey holding a heart. And a cat. Anyway, well, Robin... Robin came through the door and I kind of, I looked at her and then I looked over at the table to see, you know, just to see, to kind of get the ready to see what her reaction was and all that. And the fucking flowers were gone and they were knocked on the floor by a cat. And then the dogs got a hold of the monkey and shredded him up. And I, I don't know, the flowers, it was all fucked up. And I was like, I wanted to cry. That's why I wanted to bring this up. It's like, I don't ever do anything nice. Like I do, I, I do nice things every fucking day, but I'm saying like going and buying like flowers and monkey, like. I think even Robin understands that that stuff's kind of a waste of money in a way, but it's still it's still nice to do and it's sentimental. Da 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 da, all the cute shit. And I just it just made me want to fucking cry. I'm like, oh, I actually went and spent twenty bucks on this, and it all got fucked up. But the funny part is, I think it actually made it kind of fun. It made it funny and cool, and we were just like, we cannot have nice things in this house. Fucking dogs eat them foster dog right now still got cedar the 65 pound puppy that um, uses and abuses a pillow down here and like she humps it and chews on it and sucks on it and i take it away from her all the time but i don't know she's just concentrating on killing on like killing that she's already fucked the pillow up it's like fucked so if she wants to if that's all she's gonna target you know whatever but she'll get adopted and the people would be like oh did she chew up pillows at your place we'd be like no i don't know what you're talking about but if she touches any of the fucking expensive pillows or anything upstairs, speaking of that, she's probably upstairs fucking chewing on it right now. At least she's not down here bugging me. She follows me around constantly, is attached to me, which a lot of fosters, they get that way. I think of abandonment issues or just they start to feel the love and they like it and they want it. And that's how she is. She's just so playful. She doesn't ever want to stop playing. Then she plays kind of rough. She gets very vocal and just barks in your fucking face. It's like, shut up. Okay, I can't complain about her. If you want to adopt her, go to Journey Home, uh, Journey Home Animal Rescue on Facebook, and they have a website. Okay, I'm not. I, I know I'm talking shit. I'm just trying to be funny. She is the sweetest, most lovable dog ever, and she loves to be outside. It's like her favorite thing is just to go outside. She's got so much hair. I think she was she was an outside dog before, so she's a huge sweetie, and she just is so vocal and growly, yet she means no harm. The only time she's actually, she'll nip at me when I like stop playing with her because she wants to keep playing. Uh, I had a fucking working dog like that in the military, Rex. I'd go in his kennel and I'd play with him and stuff and uh, he'd be all playful and you'd go to leave and all of a sudden the vibe would change. You would like kind of jump up on your arm a little and you'd look down at him and his ears are half tucked down and you're like, what, what, wait, what's going on here? And he'd be mad that you were leaving and he fucking would... He'd scare me sometimes, but I don't think he would ever bite me. He would put his muzzle, he would put his muzzle like up against me like he was like 
Like he was biting me and just beating the crap out of me with his the like his nose and his face. <laughs> he was a he was a punk man. I love Rex, dude. He's actually a pretty cool dog. I uh, wasn't overly like he loved to bite and all that shit when it came to like uh, the wraps and bite work and stuff like for training. But like if you like a random person walked up Rex, I don't think he would just bite him. And then we've got. Uh, the Rex got sent to Lackland to be a breeder or a training dog there. So that's pretty cool. It's not a bad life to live. Go out and get outside and go work every day. Sometimes dogs don't get to get out. The working dogs didn't get, get, some of them don't get out as much as others, you know, depending the handler, the shift or, you know, a lot of that shit that you don't really give a fuck about. I'm just going to ramble about stupid shit. All right. Uh, so a lot of this is going to be, it's like MMA based podcast, the whole thing today. But this beginning part, I got, I got some stories and some ideas I wanted to share with you guys. And in researching for the MMA podcast, I, I wanted to bring it up last podcast, but I didn't because there's some female fights on, there were some good female fights last, the last, uh, the last UFC 271. Um, anyway. Oh my God, Dave, get your fucking brain together here. All right. Female fighters. And back in the day when I would do fight camps and we would train, uh, there were female fighters. Really one, you know, to be to be exact, Brandis. Uh, huge shout out to Brandis. She's a police officer now. Uh, still trains jujitsu. She is, Brandis has been grinding at it for so long and she's awesome. She's done some MMA fights. Uh, some went her way, some didn't. Same here, same here. That's just fucking life, you know? Uh, but training with her, it was different. Jiu-jitsu, uh, not so much. The cool thing about rolling with, with girls in jiu-jitsu is like you you learn to kind of like turn off your strength a little bit, right? But don't get me wrong, I fucking trained with girls that whoop my ass on the ground. Uh, black belts, female black belts in, in Vegas, a brown belt girl in Vegas beat the crap out of me, but she was way bigger than me. Yeah, she would tap me nonstop and just crush me. She's cool though. Rhonda was her name. I I can't believe I be, I remember that. Uh, she's uh, an instructor and runs her own school in it's like Hendrickson or something. It's like the town next to. Uh, it's one of the towns attached to Vegas or whatever. But oh, Las Vegas was so much fun. Uh, the training and stuff, MMA and whatnot. But yeah, other shit was fun too. Casinos, fucking clubs. Ugh, it was crazy. But it was fun. Living in a hotel kind of sucked, you know. The commodities and hotels in Vegas are just trash. But, but what I was getting at with female fighters, like I said, uh, if you, you know, if I roll with a girl and I felt stronger than her, uh, I wouldn't, I would, back in the day, I was a, probably a bully. Like I was always spazzy and kind of a bully. But later on, as I kind of got humbled and learned and learned more and more technique and how to, you know, I would just, you'd learn to like certain people. You can't just fucking go a hundred every time you roll with people. And there's guys like that, but that's nobody likes to roll with those people. But what I was getting at is just turn off the strength or something like don't, I'm going to roll with, if I roll with somebody, well, that's actually with anybody, anybody who's not as good as me, I try to use technique over strength. But sometimes when you, uh, train with you know somebody that's not as good or weaker than you. It's like you gotta compensate a little bit, or you it might not be a good experience for them, or maybe not. I don't know. I've had fucking when I first started, there's dudes that would just grab me and beat the piss out of me. But like I said, I was spazzy and whatever, dude. Oh, I'm rambly, rambly, always. I don't know why I even fucking. I'm always rambly. Who cares? 
but when it came to MMA, when it came to sparring and striking, uh, I definitely did want to hit a female when we were sparring and stuff. And uh, it was funny because I don't know if Brandis wants me talking about it on here, but when we trained together, she would she could tell that you weren't going as hard as you normally would, and she would get mad. She'd be like, "You need to go harder" or whatever. And it was just weird training with a training a girl to fight and sparring with her, and you just don't, you know. I don't I don't want to hit the guys in the gym as hard as I can, you know? So it's like I'm not going to hit a female. <laughs> it's a trip, right? It's, and and at our level, like I mean, if there's if at higher levels there's some bitches that would beat the fuck out of me. And I say bitches with all due respect. Cuz if you could if a girl can beat the fuck out of me, she's a bad bitch, man. I can hold my own, I think, when it comes to fighting, guys especially, but there's some girls out there that whoop me. Whoop me, especially now. It probably wouldn't take much now that I'm all broken. But I still feel like I can throw, and I got some ground. You know, I got my ground game in my wrestling, so I should win most fights against girls. <laughs> it's terrible. That's terrible. I wouldn't fight a girl. I wouldn't even hit a girl. That's what I'm getting at. Fuck. Anyway, shout out Brandis. Keep grinding. I love that you're at the gym all the time and still doing the jujitsu in the straight. You're. It's awesome to see you still at it. Uh, a lot of people fell off. I fell off for a little bit, you know, and it happens. But I'm back in the gym helping out, uh, teaching teaching and coaching and stuff and I I love it but sometimes I just really feel like do they need me you know am I needed in the in this MMA community and stuff like PMA I used to coach and teach and just go there religiously and uh I love that like they don't they don't need my help over there at all like there's nothing I could do and don't get me wrong Ken and Josh would love love to have me just there to hang out even to drill maybe uh you know everybody I, you can learn from anybody and everybody so like if I you know if Ken, for example, is a black belt and somebody comes in there and they're a white belt and they show something, they show him something that they learned at some seminar they went to in Texas before they got here and we can learn from it. Uh, Ken would be, wouldn't be a very good black belt if he ignored it. And I know Ken wouldn't, you know what I mean? Ken would love to learn new technique and he's always been like that. But what I'm saying is you can learn from anybody at any, you know, so. But at times, like I was saying, I don't, you know, it's like, do they don't need me, man. Like, I don't need to go there or whatever. Well, I go and I, I hit the bags and I and I kind of just stretch and roll and roll out. I don't roll, like grapple. But uh, if people are there and they want to learn grappling and jujitsu, I'll teach them. And that's why I'm there. And nobody really, really hits me up about it or whatever. It really seems like they want to do it. It's more boxing and, uh, and cardio kind of deal going on. And But Victor's son, Dominic, uh, he's seven years old, and he wants to learn grappling. He wants to be an MMA fighter, and he's only seven, so who knows what will change, but I think this is amazing for him. Uh, Vic has got his boxing sharp. For a little seven-year-old, the kid, can he can throw, and he's a little scrapper. Well, I'm trying to teach him grappling, and you got to teach him like a minute at a time because his, his focus just like, you know, it's, he has no, uh, his attention span is just tiny. So like I'll teach him a few things and I'll, I'll make it fun and funny for him to make him remember and stuff. But the hardest part is he's tiny and I'm all big. So it's like I'm trying to show him things on me, you know, while I'm trying to teach him. So like I'll grab people, Vic or somebody, and I'll demonstrate on them. And I think that helps a lot, too. So but as long as Dominic wants to keep grappling and he's always asking me to teach him, I'm going to keep going. Uh I get out and I snowblow a lot. It kind of that'll keep me out of the gym sometimes, and I make my crazy excuses. Like I said on the last podcast, you guys, I have every excuse to not be in the gym. 
Uh, ran into but Butch was at the gym last night, and I was saying the same thing to him the other day. Uh, Butch Hycheck, you guys know in Grand Forks, is just a legend boxer. Uh, he's an MMA fighter. He's been around the block. He's he's Butch Hycheck, man. He is he's one of a kind kind of guy. And as crazy as he is and stuff, I was telling him too. I'm like, me and you, we both have every excuse. You know, we lived in the gym for long enough. We put in our time. But we're the kind of guys that we don't know how to step away from the sport. And we got to start coaching and teaching. And I think I'm actually a really good coach and a really good teacher. Uh, because I, one, I, I started teaching and coaching or started coaching wrestling for that small town outside of Minot. When I was stationed in Minot, I uh, did like almost four years with that. I came here and coached at the middle school on the base. Uh, got into grappling and jujitsu and I became a student again. I started learning it, and I learned enough where I could become a coach and a teacher. And uh, I think I'm really good at it. I have a lot of experience in it. I just, not everybody can coach and teach, man. It is kind of a skill of its own. And some people have it maybe right away like any other weird talent. Uh, but some people got to work on it. So maybe I had to work on it. At the beginning, I did. I remember showing like takedowns and stuff, and I didn't know how to show, to demonstrate the takedown. I could just do it. My, my, my muscle memory for shooting like a high crotch was an outside single into a double leg. For the years you don't know, I, I just knew how to do it. And I just didn't know how to break it down and teach it, which actually made me a better wrestler, I think, in the end, too. So teaching and coaching jujitsu in the end made me better because when I'm teaching it, I'm break, I have to break it down step by step. And sometimes I'll miss a step and I'll realize that while I'm teaching it and be like, no, 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 you got to remember to grab here while you're going here or else you'll slip out or something. Uh, but some days I think like if a bigger, not a, you know, bigger, maybe bigger, everybody's bigger than me, uh, a better grappler, wrestler, uh, came along and was in the gym and they were a really good teacher and they feel like, and he could roll with people too. I feel like I wouldn't be needed anymore. And I wouldn't, I would maybe step away from the game, dude. It's stupid. It's crazy to say, but I'll, I'll still love MMA and I love the, and love all this stuff. But at times I'll just like, I just, I, it's so hard for me. Like a hindsight, when I first injured my neck, I know I brought this up before. I wish I stayed in the gym. I wish I, when a bad thing happens, lesson learned here for you guys that if you want to listen to this for self help or whatever, when a when a crazy dramatic thing happens, especially when it's physical and you get sidelined for a surgery, for an injury, or something, you can't go bury yourself into the hole, right? Like you gotta into a hole and just just hide from the world. Like I did, like I should have kept going to the gym and like, I know I can't do it. I know I'm injured and I can't do it, but you can sit there and you can talk to people. I could have, you know, I could, I could give pointers. I should have just stayed in the fucking gym, but I have my issues. And for some reason I dipped out and just hid from everybody. And, you know, and I, I talked to Ken every once in a while from PMA here and there. Uh, I talked to, uh, a lot of a lot of the guys and people throughout the fight game and all that stuff still and I wish I would have stayed in the game. But Victor hit me up and got me into Combat Cardio Club to start helping out there and uh, it's good to be part of a team like that. But what I'm getting at, if there was somebody bigger, better teacher that could actually train uh, or actually train like sparring, not sparring, yeah, but rolling. Rolling is like sparring for grappling and. I feel like I can teach so much better by rolling with guys and showing them and making them experience certain things while you're rolling. Like roll with somebody that's really high level. It's, it's such an amazing experience when you're just learning grappling. 
because it's like, holy crap, I have no idea what I'm doing on the ground compared to this guy. And it humbles you. It makes you want to get better. It makes you like, man, I want to get as good as that guy. It makes you realize that you need to work on it because someday you'll be like, man, if some guy drags me down, I'm in trouble if he knows what he's doing because I definitely don't, you know, kind of thing. Oh, man. But like I said, I hope, you know, hopefully I'd stay with it. Like it's a great, great crew, great crowd to be with. Uh, awesome people. If you guys want to get in, you guys know I shout about every fucking podcast. I had a crazy thought before we get into the MMA minute or whatever, and this is pretty much it. Uh, and I know it was a lot of MMA and, and training and stuff. But uh, I ha- this is crazy. I have never really thought of this before. And I, gr- I graduated high school in 2000, the year 2000. And I, you know, I was on the high school wrestling team and I was, I was a team captain my senior year, blah, blah, blah. But I think as, as through my senior, through, ha, through my high school career uh, of, of wrestling, of all the wrestlers that I went through with, if people would have like, as they graduated high school, they took him into a gym and they taught them uh, kickboxing and ju- grappling and jujitsu. They all, how many amazing fighters would have came out of that dude. And that was back in 2000. So like that was kind of right when the UFC was starting to get some steam just a little bit, not even really had any steam yet. Guys could have been getting in there then or training for a few years prior to it. And when it took off, man, and been some of the, some of the first UFC champions could have been, you know, but nobody really thought about it back then. I didn't. I had no clue about MMA back then. Uh, the most crazy shit I thought was ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling. Uh, I think I had to have seen like highlights and things in, of this and that. Uh, but I didn't really find. I didn't really get into it until I got into the uh, the Air Force. But was I going somewhere with this, or was that it? No. If we yeah, if we taught him, man, like there's guys on our team like. Uh, it's funny, Corey Anderson always pops up in my head because uh, he there's a UFC fighter, Corey Anderson, that's a pretty badass dude, and I'm going to get into that in the MMA Minute. And he's not actually him. It's just Johnny Walker fought him, and every time I see Corey Anderson's name, that's what made me think of this today. It was like, imagine if you would have trained that guy. to you know He was a fucking powerhouse. All these guys, there's so many guys on this wrestling team, there were amazing wrestlers. And if you would have taught them some fucking kickboxing, boxing, and some jujitsu, like these dudes could have went on to be awesome fighters, but not everybody can be a fighter either. Some people don't, you know, they get hit and they don't know how to react. Uh, They get too emotional. Uh, They just don't, it's just, it's a lot of nerves, man. Getting in that cage to fight somebody. It's fucking nerves, nerve wracking. Every, and me, I'm catastrophic. Every fucking bad thing that could happen to me in that cage goes through my mind. When you're supposed to think of all the good things that can happen. I do that too, but I think the fucking, the bad outweighs the good most of the time in my mind for some reason. The negative. That's terrible probably, right? I should work on my mindset. All right, you guys. You ready for the MMA Minute? MMA Minute, that's a mouthful. If you guys want to dip out, that's cool, man. Uh, If you want to hit me up, davespodcast1 at gmail.com. That's davespodcast and the number one at gmail.com. Send me an email. Uh, let me know if you want me to talk about something. Let me know if you disagree with something I want to say. You want to be on my podcast. Let me know. I don't give a fuck. You can send me an email and be like, I listen to your podcast. You're a dick. And I'll be like, you listen to my podcast? Thank you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Honestly, I love it. 
Uh, oh, did Funny Welder on Instagram, Dave's Podcast on, is it Dave's Podcast? Yeah, just Dave's Podcast on Facebook. All right, you guys, uh, for those of you leaving, love you guys. Uh, here's the MMA Minute. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the moment you have been waiting for. Coming out of the red corner, the number one podcast in Grand Forks, North Dakota, the DaveCast MMA Minute. All right, here we go, you guys, the MMA Minute. Thank you to my buddy, Brandon DeClerc. I don't know if you know this man, but like I couldn't say your name for the longest time. Your last name, like spell it maybe. I could say it. I couldn't spell it. I was like... If you put it on paper and you were like, what's that say? I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Stupid, I know. Says the guy with the fucking crazy last name, Helmbrecht. 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 Uh, fuck, stupid. All right. Uh, my buddy Brandon did that intro for me. Uh, huge appreciation. I've known him since we were so little. We played Twin Bricks T-ball together. So huge shout out, dude. Uh, he's been a huge supporter of my podcast. Uh, hits me up when I don't get one out sometimes. Like, where's the next, when's the next podcast coming out? Few people do, and I, I appreciate that you guys keeping me on my horse. On my horse? Keeping me on the horse, I guess. I mean, really, if I'm fucking riding that horse to the next podcast. <laughs> Something's wrong with my brain today. It's something's wrong with my brain every day. Listen, Linda's. We're gonna get the fucking you are not chewing. Are you kidding me right now? There's a f- I look down and there's a cat chewing on my fucking cord. My fucking controller cord. Knock somebody out. Man, I feel like I should start this over, but I'm not going to. You can stick with me, MMA. Before we get into UFC Fight Night 201, Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill, which is going to be an awesome fight, I think. Cat went back for the cord. Got a little bop on the head. You'll be okay. You'll be all right. Oh, she's convulsing. Oh, Hit her too hard. I'm just kidding. Tuna box, you all right? Fuck off. Okay. Before we get into that, Bellator has a fight on the same night. And my boy, Logan Storley, who I fought uh, my first amateur fight, his first amateur fight. I found the video the other day. Uh, my brother, Joe, shout out Joe. He recorded it, with I think with, like, with a phone, like one of them old digital phones or something. And... It's all bouncy, and it's not the best. He's cheering for me and yelling at the same time he's trying to record. I get, I, I'm not good at that shit either. I'm terrible at trying to record yet be into what I'm recording. But Logan Storley uh, is the main event fighting uh, Neiman Gracie, which just, it's just, he's, Logan's at the top of the game, man. I, he's like in title contention, especially if he beats Neiman Gracie. He is definitely in title contention then. And it's just everybody from here on out is going to be a motherfucker, you know? So you can't really, you know, and Logan Storley's a motherfucker, dude. He's like one of the best wrestlers in MMA that I've ever seen. And it shows, and he's a beast. He's always training. He's a fucking monster. And I got to fight him, and I almost beat him. And I don't think I almost beat him. Some judge gave it to me for some reason in that fight. It was a split decision, but I don't know. It wasn't a split decision. I've been unanimous going to Logan. He kept taking me down, and he landed bigger shots. Like, he fucking overwhelmed me right away. He's, like, for 16, I didn't expect him to come out throwing leg kicks, and he was a fucking beast. That, I watched that whole fight the other day. It was pretty fun to watch. Uh, you can watch the shaky camera and shit, Joe. 
I was going to mention something earlier too, my brother Joe, about training wrestlers. Joe was a really good wrestler, a different style wrestler than me. It was just, he just, Joe was just a horse, man. He was just a stud, <laughs> a stud horse. Joe was used to breed female horses. Weird. Oh my God, you guys. Listen, Linda's. But me and my, we're brothers a year apart. We'd get in fights. And Joe would punch me really fucking hard, uh, whether it was to the shoulder, the body. Uh, later on in life, he'd punch me in the face a couple times. I'm telling you, I never punched him back. I might punch him to the body back. It was more wrestling around and shit when we get in fights. But the only reason I didn't punch him back is because I thought, like, it just, not that I would hurt him. I was like, he's going to get fucking more mad. He's going to punch me even harder. And it was just that big brother fucking thing, like, when we had to wrestle each other and stuff, like I'll try to take him down kind of hard, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to take him down because then he's going to get up and he's going to take me down really hard. <laughs> I don't know. I love my brother, dude. He's crazy. We're all fucking crazy. Love it. Joe, he's deployed right now, actually, on the southern border. I wouldn't call it a deployment in my experience, but he is away from home, his wife and all the fam and all that stuff, and away from his dogs and his life. So it is hard to be away. It really is. The dog wants to go outside. Uh, it is blizzarding out. Give me a minute. This podcast is already off the fucking rails. Let's get into the fucking MMA, dude. Let's run through it quick. All right, you guys. Here we go. UFC Fight Night 201. Johnny Walker, Jamal Hill is the main event on the card, and we'll get into that at the end. Let's break down. Uh, we're going to break down the main card. The prelims look awesome. There's some really good fights that look like it's gonna happen on there. I don't know why I worded it that way, but I did. Get over it. Uh, and those undercard fights, man, those are just young, hungry fighters trying to get better contracts and make some money and get their shit out, you know, get out there, man. Maybe some of them future champions for sure. Uh, future, all the champions were on them fucking prelim somewhere, somewhere, you know? Gotta start, started from the bottom, now we're here. Boom! Here we go! Bye bye. First fight card, the first fight on the main card. It's going to be uh, ha Hawking Buckley uh, versus Abdul Razak Alassan. Uh, both of these dudes are just knockout artists, so they're going to definitely going to keep it on the feet, unless one of them thinks they change it up. Sometimes you think two power, two really good strikers come together, powerful strikers, and it's just going to be a good. Is it somebody's going to get knocked out, or it's going to be a good strike fest? And one of them's game plan is to try to get the other guy down, takedowns, maybe win. And uh, they just tried to change it up a little bit. So we'll see. I'm actually going to go with the underdog. Hawking uh, Buckley is the favorite in the fight. But I'm going to go uh, second round knockout. No, first round knockout. Alisson. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, second fight on the main card. Lightweight Jim Miller. Uh, the veteran. So much experience. Like 50 fucking fights, I think. If not more. And a lot of them in the UFC versus Nicholas Mata, uh, a Dana White contender series fighter. He's young, a bunch of hype behind him. Uh, and I actually have him winning by TKO in round one, another round one finish. Uh, just winning by TKO, though. I don't know if I have to pick the round. You guys want me to pick the round? I'll pick the round. And don't bet on my fucking words, you guys. Don't bet on any of this. This, this is this. I don't actually do all the research. You guys know this. I do the research, and then as I'm here live with you is when I choose. Just shotgun, shotgun choose, shotgun choose, shotgun choice. Can't speak. Let's get it on. Heavyweight fight. Uh, Parker Porter, big boy, two sixty five. 
uh, versus Alan Boudois, uh, spelt B-A-U-D-O-T. That's how you know I did my freaking research. French fighter Alan Boudois. If I didn't, I'd be like, Boidat, <laughs> and you guys would be like, you're a fucking idiot, Dave. Put the microphone down. Go shovel some fucking snow. All right. Uh, in that fight, man, the weird thing is, is Alan Boudoir, he uh, came into the UFC 8-1, and one, mad hype behind him, and he's 0-1-1. Uh, he's lost a fight, and he had a no contest. Uh, the big thing here is to see if the hype is still a real thing, if he can take out Parker Porter, which is not going to be an easy task. I actually... <clears throat> I got Parker Porter winning the first round. KO, TKO. Parker Porter, you heard it here. But I could be, you know, I could get disappointed in that one because Alan Boudois, like I said, he's got a lot of hype and he just hasn't had luck in the UFC. But we'll see how it goes. And I think part, him winning to him winning tomorrow night is a big part of his uh, sticking around the UFC, I think. Let uh, me got a, a 195 catchweight and I was looking around on the internet to see why they're fighting at a catchweight. I'm not sure. But uh, these are both middleweight fighters, which is 185. You guys know that. Uh, Kyle Dawkins, uh and versus Jamie Pickett. This fight is going to be a, it has fireworks written all over it. Looks like it's it looks to be a really good fight. Uh, Kyle Dawkins, he's coming off a loss and a no contest, and I, I think that makes him hungry though. Uh, I think he's a very talented fighter. Him and his brother. He's just uh, I think he's hungry for a win right now. Uh, Jamie Pickett. Uh, he's on a two-fight win streak after like a three-fight losing streak, and he uh, like is he's now just coming into his own. Where those you know those three losses where they just he got caught, wasn't ready, and is he now like changed his fight camp? Something right? Is he coming into his own now? Uh, and it's it's gonna be a hard hard one to choose, but I'm actually gonna go with Jamie Pickett. Uh, Jamie Pickett by decision. How about that? Uh, let's keep moving on. Oh, this main event: Johnny Walker. Uh, named after the whiskey, I believe. I don't know. Would you? I mean, I guess, right? If my last name was Walker and I named my kid Johnny, you know what that means. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Uh, versus Jamal Hill. Uh, it's funny. Both of these guys are Dana White contender series guys um, with a decent amount of hype behind them. Uh, Johnny Walker came in with a ton of hype. Uh, he had f uh, four uh, wins coming in. And he had two like huge highlight reel knockouts, spinning back elbow, all that stuff. Looks looking like a like a like a fucking champ, right? <laughs> uh, then he ran into Corey Anderson, which earlier in the podcast I told you guys. It reminds me of my old high school wrestling buddy Corey. Uh, shout out Corey Anderson. His son, and I think it's I don't know if it's just your one son or you have kids that wrestle, dude. And his kids are fucking monsters, man. He posts videos of his kids wrestling all the time, or his son. His son just destroys everybody. And it's with the same shit his dad used to do, man. Butcher, crossface, on their back in a headlock, dude. Like, worst place ever in wrestling. On your back in a headlock is the worst. Coming out of that, he lost a couple, but then he did finish Ryan Spann. Ryan Spann is a motherfucker. And then he lost the decision to Tiago Santos, who's another motherfucker. So I think the hype still might be behind him if he finishes Jamal Hill uh, or beats him. Because uh, Jamal Hill's tough, like I said. He's 4-1-1 one, and one in the UFC. Uh, his last fight, he knocked out Jimmy Crute. And Jimmy Crute is, uh, is a motherfucker, man. Everybody, I'm just going to call everybody a motherfucker. <laughs> They're all motherfuckers. They're in the UFC, Dave. I'm mumbly-bumbly today, you guys. Sorry. 
Uh, the dog wants in, but she wanted out, so she's going to be out for a minute. And it is a blizzard, but she'll be okay for another minute. I'm about to wrap this shit up real quick. Jamal Hill broke, got his arm broken or dislocated by Paul Craig, and I went, I went and watched that fight again. I watched it, I watched it when it happened, but I didn't, I didn't remember until I watched it again. Uh, if you guys watched that shit, um, look it up. Uh, it's a crazy scramble at the end, and Jamal Hill refuses to tap, gets his arm broken. He's in a fucking tight ass triangle, still throwing punches with the other arm, while the other dude's like punching him and elbowing him, like he's. He's fucking game, man. He didn't, you know, he fought to the bitter end. Arm broken. He didn't give a shit. So. Huh. Who do you pick in this fight, you guys? Johnny Walker. Does he still got the hype? Is he still got the crazy, uh, the flashy knockout shit coming up? And you know, and, ah, fuck. I don't know what I'm talking about. Johnny Walker wins uh, by, let's give him uh, TKO. Third round. Third round TKO. Good fight. Jamal Hill puts up a good fight, but he loses by uh, TKO. Third round. There it is, you guys. That was the MMA Minute. Those are my predictions. Do not put any money and use my predictions because I might be fucking wrong. But we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I love to do picks. It's fun sometimes. Sometimes you do really good. Sometimes you're fucking wrong, man. MMA is hard hard to predict sometimes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hit me up, davespodcast1 at gmail.com, davespodcast and the number one at gmail.com. If you want to be on the podcast, let me know. Hit me up. Uh, people all the time are like, dude, uh, when are you going to ask me to be on your podcast? Like, when are you going to ask to be on my podcast? How about that? Because if you listen to my podcast, you know, I ask and ask and ask for people to come and be on my podcast. So most of those people probably don't listen. So thank you guys for listening. Dave's podcast on Facebook, funny while they're on Instagram still. If you want to play some Xbox, Dave cast, uh, Xbox. I love you guys. Thanks for listening.